Your Money Replay from Money FM 89.3. Money and Me on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. So you're looking at a child of your own and you've decided that IVF is the path you'd like to walk down on. The costs to your body seem daunting and then figuring out the costs that you have to have at the start of the cycle seems even more daunting. We're here to help you out with Rebecca Liu. She's content strategist at Seedly, our financial comparison site. How are you, Rebecca? Hi, so good. Thank you for letting me be here. Well, I loved your article Thank on you. Seedly. I think you you know, it really takes the complex and simplifies things. So thank you for joining us about the costs associated with IVF. And if you have any questions for Rebecca, you can join us at 9717-8893. So Rebecca, right from the start, people might want to know ballpark figure for mm. how much I should have if I'm going to undergo IVF at a public hospital versus a private hospital. What does that ballpark figure look like? Yeah, so for public hospitals, before subsidies, you can expect to spend about $10,000 to $14,000. For private hospitals, it would be between $11,000 to $20,000. Now, for public hospitals, this would be, generally, it would cost you about $20,000 to $28,000 because couples are only successful after about two cycles. Right, yeah. right. Important to keep that in mind. And we're talking about this today because it made headlines a couple of weeks back, the Singapore mm. government removing the age limit for IVF treatments, a step in yeah. the direction of leaving that window of childbearing a little wider for women. So mm. give us the pricing breakdown, Rebecca, for a typical IVF procedure. So let's talk about public hospitals first. Um, you would first start with a fertility check. This would involve a pelvic ultrasound for women and for men, a semen analysis. So this would be about three to $500. Next would be the retrieval of eggs. This would cost about $3,500. And then we have the sperm collection, which would be $1,300. And finally, the embryo transfer cost would be up to $2,100. So there's also medication to supplement the whole IVF treatment. And this would be about $3,700 as well. So that is how it adds up to about ten dollars to $14,000 for oh. one cycle. At a public hospital. Yeah, this is for a public hospital. Okay. And at a private hospital, the cost goes up to... So it's about 10 to 40% more. So it's $11,000 to $20,000. Where are the largest increases in costs? So the largest increases would definitely be under egg retrieval. You know, so for public, it would be 3000 to 4005 Private would be 7000 to $10,000. So yeah, it's quite a drastic difference. Also, the embryo transfer cost, it would easily be double. So for private, 4000 to 5005 Mm, yeah. Okay, bringing the total at a private hospital. This is all before subsidies, we should add. Yeah, this is before subsidies. Okay, so it's 14000 at a public hospital, total cost benchmark, mm. higher end limit, and 20000 for a private hospital. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So next question, I suppose, is about the subsidy question. But before we get into the subsidies available mm -hmm. for people, help someone decide whether or not they should be looking at a public or private hospital. What do you think are some of the cost points they should be thinking about? So apart from money, I think it comes down to how 
urgently you and your partner want a child. Um, in Singapore, there are three public hospitals. So there's SGH, uh, KK Women's and Children's Hospital, and there's NUH. Um, the wait time at these public hospitals is generally a couple of months, and that really depends on how popular a doctor is. So IVF treatment in private hospitals costs more, but in a sense, you get what you pay for. Uh, shorter waiting times for appointments, uh, for example, an ultrasound follicle scan would be done by an IVF doctor as opposed to a sonographer. Um, in public hospitals, there are longer waiting times. You may also have to queue for medication. Your ultrasound would be taken by a sonographer and not your IVF doctor. Okay, okay, good points there. Share with us a little bit about these subsidies available to people in Singapore if they're thinking of going for a round of IVF. In terms of subsidies, we have the Ministry of Health co-funding scheme. This co-funding scheme covers you for three cycles for fresh embryo transfers as well as frozen embryo transfers. You get to claim up to $15,000 from your Medisafe as well for three or more IVF cycles. And so if... We're talking about costs mm. for the MOH co-funding scheme. For Singapore citizens, you would be able to cover up to 75% of the costs. If you're a couple that comprises Singapore citizen NPR, you would be able to get a 55% subsidy. And finally, if you're a Singapore citizen and foreigner couple, it would be a 35% subsidy. And on to Medisafe subsidies. Mm. So for your first IVF cycle attempt, there's a withdrawal limit of $6,000. For your second attempt, it would be $5,000. And third and subsequent attempts would be at $4,000. So in total, you can't use more than $15,000 from your Medisafe. Okay, so I'm just going to back up a little bit. Yeah. Because it's all math. <laughs> so here. many numbers. <laughs> yeah. So if you are a couple and you're a Singapore citizen, yeah. you get up to 75% subsidized yes. under the Ministry of Health co funding scheme. Yeah. And then what you can use from your Medisave is up to 15,000. It's 6,000 the first cycle, 5,000, 4,000, so mm. it gradually gets lower. Mm. And you can use 15,000 across your lifetime. And you don't have to apply for the Ministry of Health co funding scheme. Do you have to apply for that? Uh, you probably have to look at that. You'd probably have to apply for it. Okay, yeah. okay. And this is for both fresh and frozen cycles, the Ministry of Health co-funding scheme. Yeah, so for example, you can get 75% subsidies for fresh embryo transfers and another 75% subsidies for frozen embryo transfers. Mm. Mm. Okay, that's interesting. Her name is Rebecca Liu. She's a content strategist over at financial comparison site Seedly. They're, they're quite a tribe of millennials trying to figure out the maths and make their money work harder for them. And we love them. So here they, they are joining us again. What other factors do you think one should consider when deciding whether or not to undergo IVF at a private versus a public hospital other than price and waiting time? Is there anything else on your list, Rebecca? I think ultimately it's really about the time. So as mentioned, if you're hoping to conceive sooner rather than later, and if you have the financial means, then you know going private is really something worth considering. Have you been receiving questions from people on your side about IVF? Or is this a pretty new topic for you all? It's not at present. Yeah, it's quite a new topic. Mm. So on the Seedly Q&A platform, there are questions about you know personal finance related yeah. things. But then in terms of IVF, not so much. It is a brand new topic. Yeah, well, thank you for helping us. 
listening through this yeah, no for problem. us. I see you have an interesting question that you did answer on your site, whether or not you can use a surrogate in Singapore yeah. to carry a child. And the answer would be... No. Absolutely not. It <laughs> is illegal. illegal. <laughs> but there are surrogacy services overseas, but that's beyond the boundaries yeah. of your article. Mm. Your article really looks at IVM treatment costs in Singapore, and you don't yet have a comparison among the hospitals in terms of the price points available for each. No, yeah. not at present. Okay, great. Six six nine one one eight nine three. If you have a question, nine seven one seven eight eight nine three. If you'd like to WhatsApp your questions over, is there a difference? Listener wants to know: Is there a difference in terms of how much you pay because of your age? No, there's no difference. Maybe what I could do is talk about IUI. IUI is short for intrauterine insemination, and this is something that couples may consider prior to IVF because it's a cheaper alternative. The difference is the fertilization of the egg takes place inside the woman's body as opposed to with IVF where, you know, it's done in a lab dish with treated sperm. So IUI is definitely less intrusive. It may be an option for men with conditions like erectile dysfunction or poor sperm count. And comparably, in terms of cost, it would be around $1,000 per IUI treatment. So that's one-tenth of the cost of a typical IVF cycle. And there are also subsidies for IUI procedures. Mm. The same thing from Medisave, you can use a maximum of $15,000 to offset the cost. Okay. Yeah. Are there differences between the subsidies, the MOH co-funding, the Medisave insurance claims? What are the key differences that people need to keep in mind in terms of what is going to help them get the cost down? So... Unfortunately for insurance, it's very limited in Singapore. So there are insurance plans for things like maternity coverage. There's also a plan, I understand, that covers up to three IVF cycles. But in general, no, it would not really help offset the cost financially. If you're talking about Medisave subsidies for IUI, it's also $15,000 withdrawal limit. And for the co-funding scheme, I don't have the numbers right now, but I understand that there are also subsidies for this in public hospitals. Okay, I just want to back up. Did you say there is insurance that does cover three rounds of IVF? Yeah, there is. Actually, it's just one Just insurer. one provider yeah. that does that. Yeah, while doing my research, that's what I found. Yeah, it's really very limited in terms of coverage. In terms of what your options yeah, are. Yeah. Okay, well, final words of advice for people who are looking at IVF and the costs involved. What do you say to them, Rebecca? So I would say if you are financially and emotionally ready to have a child, then Honestly, it never hurts to try earlier. Um, it sounds very obvious, but a woman's biological clock is tied to her fertility. So, you know, the older you get, the higher the risk is. Um, there are more complications. And it's also very important to go in um, to, to talk to your gynae about this with an open mind. Um, make sure you're clear about why certain, a certain pregnancy plan is recommended for you. Mm. Um, also make sure that you fully understand the IVF procedure, um, compare the cost to IUI treatment. Uh, lastly, you know, fertility health is something that's not talked about enough. So there's still a stigma surrounding it. I feel like it shouldn't be a thing, but unfortunately it is. Public and private hospitals do offer fertility health checks as part of packages. So that's something that couples might want to consider even their early 30s. 
So because planning to have a child, I mean, it, it takes up so much money, so much planning. A lot of people don't think about these things. Yeah. Um, finally, don't be shy to ask questions about IVF in the Seedly Q&A platform. Uh, it's something that's quite untouched as of now, but everyone in the community is super friendly. And I think it'll really help give extra moral support. Yeah, 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 they really are. Lo- yeah, love the tribe. Yeah. So here's another question, and I know you you know the answer to this one. Uh, somebody wants to know if they can go through IVF if they're single here in Singapore. Unfortunately, you can't. You have to be married. It's not possible. Only to married couples. Yeah. But as we say, you know, it made the news. The age ceiling for women will be lifted from 1st of January next year. So even if you're 45 years old, it used to be the limit was 45. Yeah. So even if you're older than 45, you can be able to look to IVF to help help you with your fertility journey. So we want to say thank you so much for coming by, thank Rebecca, you. and put all the work that must have gone into this article. My goodness <laughs> A me. lot of research. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca Liu, content strategist at Seedly. Thank you as always for your questions and keep them coming through. You never know, they could make it into future shows or we could even build shows around your questions at 9717-8893. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.